Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Wednesday, January 31st. I'm Chris Hardy. Today we'll hear from Vice Impact on their recent advocacy campaign for voting rights, essential during the midterm elections this year, called Vote Now. But first, the headlines. The legal weed market is overflowing with green, bags and bags of dollar bills. And most banks won't touch businesses involved with weed. Dispensaries and growers are drowning in cash, and it's putting their businesses at risk, and complicating efforts by local and state officials to reap the rewards of the projected tax revenues. But California's state treasurer, John Chang, wants to change that, and is getting serious about opening America's first public bank for weed businesses. And on Tuesday... Amazon, J.P. Morgan, and Berkshire Hathaway said they are banding together to create a healthcare company to provide employees access to care that is, quote, free from profit-making incentives and constraints. In a statement announcing the project, Warren Buffett, CEO of Berkshire Hathaway, described the skyrocketing cost of U.S. healthcare as a, quote, hungry tapeworm on the American economy. And now here's the news you won't get anywhere else. To commemorate the one-year anniversary of the Buckwild 2016 election, Vice Impact is taking a close look at what's working and what's not in our electoral process. Specifically, Vice Impact has launched a campaign called Vote Now that addresses some of the systematic failures hindering the American democratic process, while also driving support for grassroots efforts to expand voting rights. Here's Vice producer Sophie Kazis speaking with Impact's director of advocacy, Nick Carter, on the campaign. Before we sort of dive into the specific article we've chosen to talk about, why don't we talk a little bit more generally about your work? Can you tell our listeners, what is Vice Impact? Vice Impact is really a unique vertical within the Vice content ecosystem uh, that, unlike other verticals, our main focus is really to drive action of our audience. And we're using content essentially as an organizing tool uh, under the basic idea that the more people that are reading and engaging uh, our content are thus more likely to take action on a certain issue. So really impacts call to, call to arms, so to speak, is really to be the advocacy vertical for Vice Media. And we try to integrate ourselves across the Vice ecosystem. So we're not just, you know, off in a corner doing our own content. It's really important to us that we're advocating on issues that are relevant to the entire Vice community. Right now, Vice Impact is leading a campaign called Vote Now about voting rights and voter suppression. Can you talk about what that campaign is doing? Absolutely. So the basic uh, premise of Vote Now is really to be the complete opposite of some of those celebrity-heavy, gimmicky, um, get-out-the-vote campaigns that always 
pop up around election season. The premise of Vote Now is that, you know, the mechanics of voting are just as important, uh, in some cases even more important, um, than when it actually comes to some of the the get-out-the-vote activity, the weeks leading up to an election. So really with the Vote Now series, we're looking at some of the systematic characteristics that lead to who ultimately is successful in American politics. So one important issue when we're talking about disenfranchisement is ex-offender voting rights. And that's been in the media a lot this past week because in Florida, that ballot initiative got enough signatures to actually get on the ballot. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. This is a huge issue that has really dramatic implications for not only the midterms in 2018, but also the next presidential race. If you look back in 2000 um, and how close that race was between George Bush, George W. Bush and Al Gore, um, and then you look at uh, how many votes Donald Trump won Florida by in 2016, it's not a lot of votes, quite frankly. And the reality is that in the United States, around 6.1 million people can't vote because of a prior felony conviction. Florida, the state of Florida, is home to about a quarter of those people. Um, So it's a very significant amount of the population that is prevented from voting because of a nonviolent criminal offense. You know, this largely impacts people of color. So that's that's not really a good look for democracy, and it certainly isn't a good look for these people reintegrating fully back into society. So the, the big milestone that's been reported on is that in order for this to get on the ballot, something like 800,000 signatures had to be collected um, in the state of Florida uh, in order to get on the ballot for a vote in November of 2018. So the big fight is yet to come. And while this won't have implications for who can vote in 2018, it's going to be a game changer, quite frankly, for what happens in 2020. So we just covered a really important component of your voting rights campaign. There are a few other components to this campaign. Can you talk about those? Absolutely. So our approach to uh, the issue of voter participation in America is essentially under the premise that there's different factors that cannot be looked at in isolation. So we're also engaged in a voter registration campaign. Um, We're also looking at systemic issues like gerrymandering and money in politics. There's a common misconception, I think, that a lot of people have that millennials don't want to vote or they just don't care. In reality, there's a very concerted effort to keep certain subsets of the American population from participating in the electoral process, whether that's young people, people of color. Um, For example, in Ohio, there's an effort to keep individuals from voting early. Well, in Ohio, uh, largely African-American voters embrace early voting. So if you were to keep uh, individuals from voting early, you're largely suppressing uh, a big section of the vote from participating in the electoral process. So through the Vote Now series, we're trying to bring as much awareness as possible to these different pillars of the voter mechanism in the United States. Oftentimes we think about voting along party lines, candidate X versus candidate Y, but it's not that simple. There's all these other dynamics that come into play long before we actually cast our vote. Can you talk a little bit about the specific mechanics of voting and, and how this all happens over time? The reality is that this is why state houses are so important. This is why who controls the governor's mansion is so important. A lot of the mechanics of voting takes place in state legislatures. For example, if you look at Vermont, just last week became the first state to legalize marijuana through the legislative process. 
And I think what often um, doesn't get the attention that it should, and maybe it will moving forward, is how important those state legislative races are to um, influencing the national dialogue when it comes to who has the right to vote or whether something like weed is legalized. You know, the one positive benefit of the last year with the Trump administration is that a lot more people are looking at what's happening in their state houses or their mayor's office. And they're seeing these as avenues, much more accessible avenues for facilitating change or getting involved in the electoral process. So I think there's been a resurgence in people taking action at the local level, which is quite exciting and something that impact is all about. So in addition to education and awareness, the Vote Now Vice Impact campaign is also about action. What are you recommending people like me can do after we read your content? Well, there's a a couple really specific ways that people can dive deeper on these issues. Um, Right off the bat, we're encouraging people to register to vote. Um, So we're partnering with an organization called TurboVote which is a nonpartisan voter registration software program that allows you to begin the process on your phone, and they send you updates as an election approaches in your city or town. Uh, Additionally, we're asking people to consider supporting the ACLU's Let People Vote campaign, which is an effort to expand voting rights to more people. So this is through volunteering or making a contribution or writing your elected official and letting them know that you support uh, voting rights for more Americans. So those are a couple really specific ways, and these are all available on the ACT section of the IMPACT website. That all sounds really great. Thank you so much. To read more Vice Impact content and take action, go to impact.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now.